We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The folks who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make this show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to ListenerQ, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q.com forward slash pull up and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered in a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash pull up. That's ListenerQ.com slash pull up. I want to welcome special guest Kevin Durant. Katie, appreciate you coming on, bro. No doubt, man. No doubt. So we went through some ups and downs mentally as a team. We start to see, you know, the traits of your teammates and when they have good days and when we have bad days. and You just see everything a little bit clearer. I think a lot of people understand, like, when guys get traded, their whole lives change. Living arrangements, family-wise. So I think for me, it was just a matter of feeling comfortable with my surroundings. Why are you mad about this stuff? I'm in the Western Conference. I got to play you over and over again. We done got eliminated by y'all a few times in the first round. So I'm looking so at Cuz. You, you know you guys aren't going to win a championship. Bro, we have the team. <laughs> Welcome to the 16th edition of Pull Up. I'm CJ McCollum, as you guys all know. My co-host Jordan Schultz is out on the road right now traveling, so he sent in some questions for us. But without further ado, I want to welcome special guest Kevin Durant. Katie, appreciate you coming on, bro. No doubt, man. No doubt. Been talking about getting you on the podcast since the playoffs, obviously. Yeah. When you started, I was excited about it because I knew you was going to speak that real. I try to, man. I try to keep it as real as possible without damaging my brand. <laughs> you got to find that. <laughs> Whatever that means. You got to find that balance. <laughs> you got to find that balance, man. But you had a, you had a very, very busy season. Another yeah. championship run. Another yeah. MVP performance. So congratulations, man. Appreciate it, bro. Um, well, well deserving. Appreciate that. It's only right that we we start by talking about where we're at. We're in New York, New York City. Uh, I requested to get you in a pod a long time ago, and you told me to pull up on you. So I literally flew across the country. Yeah, I'm supposed to be flying to China in like I don't know 48 hours, but I gotta tell our listeners out there two things. Katie's my guy, so I flew out, of course. Yeah, I convinced you crazy. It took you about 30 <laughs> minutes. I convinced you to do a pod with me. He, he low-key did. He low-key did, but I had to I had to weigh the, the pros and the cons. All right, I'm flying crazy. to China from L.A. All right. So that's a long, that's a lot of travel. My girl had food poisoning. She was sick. She looking at me crazy. Mm-hmm. But it, everything worked out. She got to see her parents. I get to do the pie with you. See and, how it worked? Yeah, crazy. That's, that's God looking out. And then what people don't know is that you're going to be a free agent eventually. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's that could be, may or may not be another reason why yeah. I'm here. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, okay, well, you you the one signing these short term deals, um, but we can we, we'll get into that in a little bit. But right, you made the you made the waves recently. Yeah. Um, responding to people on Twitter again, <laughs> we yeah. have to we have to talk about this. I always tell people we're normal human beings, yeah. so we got feelings, we got emotions, we go through depression, we go through happy moments, sad moments. First, why did you respond? Yeah. Second, we'll move on to the blog boys and social media. <laughs> well. I'm always on Instagram. Well, not always. I mean, when I have time on Instagram, I mean, we scroll through the explore page and right. and through your tag pictures. And the, I do that. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I go through it, but yours is probably a little bit more interesting than mine. Definitely. That's why I love going in there because you never know who's going to be in your DMs or who's going to tag you in pics. Right. So I've been seeing this, this kid just been having these basketball, like, he ain't these basketball analysis and he has like 50,000 followers so I'm like yo he got a kind of got a little voice right 
You know what I'm saying? Like, people are actually looking at this stuff. So, you know, there's some comments. You know, obviously, I'm disagree. I'm going to disagree about some stuff. And I'm like, yo, bro, just, yo, you, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I understand you love the game. You love different players. Bro, relax. You got Now you got 50,000 people following you with this garbage. <laughs> exactly what I said. But obviously, because it's me. And I'm uh, and I play for the Warriors, which everybody hates the Warriors. I don't think they have anything against me. It's just the fact that I play for the Warriors. So it's like when I responded to the kid, it's like you know I did it in a sensitive manner. But I've seen you respond to a lot of people as well. <laughs> I respond often. I ain't I've also lie to you. seen Kobe Bryant respond to people on Twitter as well about just reminding them about some stuff. Yeah, I've so seen Damian Lillard do the same thing. And I could go down the line of pl- players in every sport that do that. But you know, I guess it's because it's just me. I mean, you you are coming off a back to back. What does that mean? Finals MVP performances, big brand, big following. You may or may not have had burner accounts in the past, so that puts what the, does that mean? That puts the spotlight more so. You got a bigger following. You have a bigger following. Well, not Kobe. Maybe you and Kobe following is similar, but people are going to pick on whatever is most recent. Kobe retired. We've been out the playoffs since Pac died. We got eliminated fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we people kind of forget yeah. when you lose early, you, you've forgotten about. Y'all fresh. Y'all fresh in everybody's minds. You just had the parade. Young boy was wilding with the Hennessy. So it's more fresh in people's minds. So that's why people kind of, it's a gift and a curse with this. But I've learned generation. to not, that's not going to dictate my day. Because I'm not out here wilding out. <laughs> I'm just chilling. That's true. On the gram. So I can't be like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to be who I am. Like, I've been doing this. I've been doing the social media for a minute since I first started. That's what it's for. You know what I'm saying? So you can. I got tweets in the archive since I was in the, first started in the league, a tweet, you know, being on social media. So, you know, that's just how, who I am. This is what I do on social media. And it's pretty simple. It's just like when I want to comment, I do. If I don't, probably I don't want to. I think people just blow it out of proportion because it's me. I agree. I think it's I think it's because it's you. Yeah, but, I mean, but they all they point out my tweets. Well, I be going in on people because. But it's not a topic on ESPN or like every newsstand. Not every newsstand. I'm not. But I seen it on. It was. These, it was. It was a talk. It was a discussion. It was. But this also because it's a dry period. We're gonna talk about summer league. <laughs> but what? Like, <laughs> yes, that's what you should be talking about. It's, it's boring, young players though. playing. But it's boring though. It's but not. But still, so why? So why? So. How am I the bad guy when you only focusing on that type of stuff? I'm the insecure person, but you're only focusing on that when there's so much going on. Like, leave me alone. I agree. I agree. But it's it's what comes with. No, it doesn't actually. It comes with the territory. It Katie. does you know not. It does. It does not. It comes with it. It does not. Because now I, I get you. I get you wanting to be a, a part of the basketball life of mine. And I get it when I don't win or I play a bad game. I understand that criticism. Hell yeah. I like that. But this is getting personal now. I mean, you called me sensitive and insecure. I got mental problems one day. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with myself, man. I, I'm crying myself to sleep. I need validation from this person. I'm like, yo, what? Like, get out. Like, seriously, what is going on here? Like, come on, man. Like, seriously. I, I don't what are we talking the, about? I don't understand the personal attacks, but. That's all it's been. It's nothing about talk, basketball. Let's discuss the blog boys. They all in it, too. When did you coin the term blog boys? <clears throat> on the spot, actually. This is Billy Simmons, during the Bill Simmons interview. Yeah. So that's when you said shout out to, I don't listen to it, usually shout out to the blog boys. Yeah. 
There are okay, so I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain it. I got a definition. What's the definition? Because I knew you were gonna ask me this. Best way to say this, I I look at blog boys as surface level fans who push a a false and biased narrative to make them look right. And now they all strong arming their way into the media game with blogs and through social media. Who's the number one blog boy in, in the country? I don't know. There's a million of them. Blog boy or blog women? It's hard to see. It's hard to say. I don't know. They out there. But you just hear it. Just like every player hears everything around them. Like, you know what people say about you, your criticisms, your strengths, your weakness, all of that. You hear it. Yeah. You might not just, you might not say it, but I'm just saying. We all self-aware, for sure. Exactly. For sure. So, no, we all go through, obviously there's levels. There's yeah. levels to everything. Yeah. So, so what I go through is completely different than what you go through, which is completely different than what another player goes through. Yeah. But we are going through it. So let's fast forward now. I sent you a list of what we was going to discuss. Basically, yeah. we can talk about basketball. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But more so, life. Things that we go through as mm-hmm. black athletes. We grow up in inner city, get a lot of money. And your aspiration, goals, and dreams change based on where you're at in life. Mm-hmm. When you're younger. You want to play in the league because it's the league. It's the way to take care of your family. It's your yep. dream. You see Jordan on TV. You see your idols on TV. You want to be that person. Mm-hmm. You get there, then your goal changes. Like, all right, I want to be great. I want to be good at this. I want to score a lot of points. I want to win championships. I want to be MVP. You've done all those things. You've made a lot of money. So basically, kind of explaining to fans and listeners out there, your state of mind and, and how you find peace as you try to accomplish all these things. Because a lot of times, people to see us as you know, computers, we're like machines. We go hoop, we don't have feelings, we're supposed to shut up, we're supposed to take less money yep. than the billionaire owners. We're supposed to not argue, not say anything. People can call us bees and yeah. all type of stuff and we're supposed to not respond. So my, my my question to you is, how do you find peace with all this stuff? From the decision to leave, to the decision to go to Texas, to the decision to be MVP, how do you live with all of this stuff and, and find peace in the day-to-day life? Because there's a lot of stress. Like, I be stressed out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know your stress level got to be up there, too, at times. Oh, yeah. Um, I think as I got older, I've learned to eliminate the stress and the worries that I had that I that I thought were bigger than what they really were, if that makes sense. And, I, and when you play basketball, it's the small worries that just just blow you up for some reason. Well, for me, you know, growing up, you know, because playing basketball, it was like a, every day was like a pressure. To, it was pressure to play every day because I felt like I had so much on me. I had to prove my moms, my brother, and my godfather, people that taught me the game that I can do it, that I wanted to do it. I wanted to help my family get out of the neighborhood at one point. I wanted some stuff for myself. I wanted to see things. Like, I had so much I was thinking about out there. And as I got older and you start achieving more and you get more and more success, when you accomplish something, it makes uh, you kind of like sit back. You finally stop for a second and look back on the journey. And so each time I just accomplished something, just made that journey that I went to went through, I just appreciated it even more. And that's why I could get that peace, just knowing that it was so many ups and downs, but I finally got to where I wanted to get to. And it makes that formula, I knew that formula for myself. That's what gives me that peace because before I didn't know when I was going to hit a rough patch or when I was going to accelerate. I was just just going through it, you know. So now I kind of know what's going on. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that because personally for me, it, it was a, you know, you go through a roller coaster ride. You have 
highs, you have lows, you have injuries, there might be deaths in the family, there might be some stuff that goes on behind the scenes that nobody sees, but it affects your day to day. And then you have on-course success. So you try to figure out how do I balance this on-course success with, with life struggles? Like, should I be happy because I'm succeeding in basketball, but I got a lot of messed up stuff going on behind the scenes, or do I try to figure out a way to smoothen it out? So just trying to find out how to balance those things. I'm 26 now, obviously you're older than me. There's a lot of players out there who it, it take you in your 30s to kind of figure out how to balance your family, your relationships, your travels, your work, because we're constantly moving around, constantly leaving and stuff like that. So I just had to make sure I asked you that. I just hit up one of my homies. We was talking about meditation. Cause I like to meditate personally, so I had to ask you. I didn't make it to hot yoga this morning. I was too tired, so I didn't go. But do you meditate? No, I don't. I don't. And I heard so much about it, and I know so many, know so many people who do it. And I, the people that I respect that do it. And I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I guess I got to just try it, just see how it is. Right. But nah. man, what, what do you what do you get from it? For me, it's just more of a sense of, of calm and peace. Like, I live in Oregon, obviously, so we got rain. We got a lot of green areas. I don't really like to go out, so I have to find other hobbies, like drinking wine, stuff of that nature. And for me, it's more so heart rate, trying to be able to get my heart rate down. So we play in crunch situations. Obviously, you hit two big shots. You hit a lot of big shots in your career, but everybody remembers the last two, the Hezzy pullout, the Hezzy three, which is probably a shot you shot a million times, well, over a million times, left-hand Hezzy in transition. So for me, it's those plays are easy to make. Those are easy decisions because you're not thinking about it. So figuring out ways to lower my heart rate off the court when I'm just chilling, like I want to be able to you know, get it to almost a rest, a rested state. So when I play in the game and there's fans cheering, it's excitement. I might hit somebody with a hezzy crossover, whatever. I get space. I want to still be able to have a calm heart, like my heart to be calm and relaxed. So for me, it's just more so understanding how to control your heart rate, your pulse, being able to slow down your breathing to recover faster. So that's kind of how I've always approached it. And then I like hot yoga because when I was younger in college, obviously, you in hot yoga, you're the only male in the class. So that's why I went. True. And then as I got older, <laughs> I figured out it was good for your, your balance, your stability, your breathing, your core, your back, which is all the stuff we use, little muscles in the mm-hmm. legs. And then I started liking just getting a, a sweat off the court where it was low impact. So that's kind of how I got into yoga. And then I kind of combined yoga and meditation with the Headspace app and stuff like that to where yeah, I might yeah. have three or five minutes in a day where I just want to just, all right, let me just work on my breathing real quick just to kind of relax because we stay on our phones. Yeah, I mean, that's, man, you explained that perfect. I mean, I feel like everybody needs that no matter what you do. Um, but especially, man, I feel like my life been moving so fast, especially since I came to Golden State, just like everything just switched and turned. Everything just happened so fast. I'm like, man, I need to slow down. You know, I'm finally learning how to just slow down a bit. So I'm sure that helped. Yeah, for sure. And you, you brought up Golden State. Talk to me about what it's like now versus when you first got there. So you, you've moved in. You're more acquainted. You got your friends. You got people you kick it with. Some people might not understand the transition. What it's like to go from, obviously, you was in Oklahoma. We can get into, like, why you went to to Golden State, you know, later on, but the transition you had to make from playing in Oklahoma City to moving to the Bay, finding a place, you probably, I don't know if you brought your chef with you or you had to hire a new chef. There's probably a lot of stuff that goes into that process to just get more acquainted with the organization. So how, what was it like when you first came versus now? Well, when I first came, I'm coming off of a summer at the Olympics, so I'm in a month from July to late, early August, I mean, I'm just uh, 
in Rio just traveling around. So I'm out of a suitcase since the end of the season, not knowing where I'm going to live, not knowing where I'm going to go for the start of summer, but not knowing where I'm going to live once I made a decision. And uh, I get to the Bay, I'm living with a friend, you know, for like two weeks. And I'm like, take me, I'm, I don't have a car yet. <laughs> you take, Let me use this car to go to the practice at least. So I'm like, this is a total change. I mean, I'm in Oklahoma City for that long. I got a rhythm. I got a flow of things. I know exactly where I need to be. And everybody just, you know, kind of catered to what I wanted to do in Oklahoma City. You know, if, no matter what, I can figure out anything I wanted to do there. And I got comfortable. So you move to the Bay, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, when guys get traded or in the middle of the night or in the middle of the season or guys, you know, make free agent decisions. It's like their whole lives change. Like, living arrangements to who they're taking with them family-wise to, you know, schools if you got kids and all that stuff that changes. So I think for me it was just a matter of, you know, finally making a huge move and feeling comfortable with my surroundings. It probably took me a couple months, you know what I'm saying? So I think that was a huge change. And then now coming into the season and having so much success, I just felt way more comfortable knowing my route to the gym, knowing my route to the practice, I mean, to the – arena right you know all that little stuff um, it made me more comfortable coming into the second season and I was just a little bit more relaxed and was able to uh you kind of see things a little clearer now so we went through some ups and downs mentally as a team we start to see you know the traits of your teammates and when they have good days and when we have bad days and from the coaches staff you just see everything a little bit clearer now when you're when you're more comfortable so um and, you know, I think that's why we struggled a bit this year, but I thought that's why we came together at the end of the season as well. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right on the head. I've had teammates get traded. I'm sure you've had some teammates, you know, get traded in your in your years being there. And it's kind of like you wake up one day and that's when you realize it's a business, when they're taking your boy's name tag down and he got a, he got his boxes packed up in some trash bags and he's grabbing his stuff and you dapping him up like, dang, I don't know when I'm going to see Buddy again because... Or talk to him. We don't play, we don't play this East Coast team for for another year that's what I'm saying so it's 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 insane and you talked about the playing aspect of it I'm sure you get asked a question a lot about your game but in terms of being able to do everything you've always been able to do everything I think now it's just it's magnified because you're in Golden State so being able to, to make make your teammates better being able to rebound defensively you probably always were a good defender, but now people are like, "Oh yeah, he can. He's kicking guard now because mm-hmm. y'all playing like TV every day." Yeah, so people are able to see it. But how do you think your game has changed from that that moment in Rio where y'all win y'all win the Olympics to today, June? Or shit, we in July now, July something. Yeah. Heading into what is this your eleventh or twelfth season? Twelve. Uh, I'm just my mind is just so much sharper. You know, my game obviously got better. I fine tuned some stuff. You know, but. My bag is pretty much the same with stuff where I want to go to since, you know, I've been in OKC. Uh, but I think mentally I just unlock myself to a whole another level. Like you said, just being relaxed in certain moments, uh, being patient throughout the game, you know, because Steph can go out on the run and get 12, 13 straight points, and that take two or three minutes. And me as a rhythm scorer, you know you got to kind of get the feel sometimes. Right. So... I learned to stay in the game and do other things and wait for my turn again. And, you know, I score in spurts. So if I have four points in the first quarter, 
I don't mind coming at the at the end of the first quarter having four because I know I can score six to eight quick points as soon as I get in the game. But in between that time, let me play some D. Let me make some passes. Let me set a screen. Let me do something to stay involved so I, when that ball come back around, I'm ready. That's stuff I wasn't thinking about when I was in OKC or even the first year with the Warriors right. or even the first few games of the season, you know what I mean, the second year. So I got that towards the end of the year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that stuff just made me sharper. I was f- figuring stuff out fast, um, but I was doing it every day, you know what I'm saying, uh, mentally about myself as a player and what I need to do in order to bring the best out, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Uh, and that's just... It just made me totally secure in my game. You know, I wasn't worried about if I didn't score 30 in one game. I was cool because I knew I affected it in different ways. And you only know when you play well. You can shoot eight for 16 and have 26 points, but you know deep down inside if you ain't play well. You know what I'm saying? In all aspects of the game. So I was, like, checking every box as I went home, no matter how many points I scored. And that made me more confident, and that made me a better player, I think. Right. I think – with your ability, like you said before, to score, you can score off the bounce. You can post up now. You got catch and shoot, obviously. Playing with the Warriors, it's, it's like a gift and a curse. It's a gift because it it taught you like how to be patient in the game, how to figure out when to score, do other stuff. And it's a curse because y'all such a good team. Sometimes people forget that like you can you can do whatever you you can literally do whatever you want on that court. Like you can score when you feel like it. You can assist when you feel like it. And y'all are such a good team. You don't have to do all that stuff all the time. So. My question to you is, at what point, you said it took you a few games um, in your first year with them to kind of figure things out, all right, this is when I'm going to get my touches. And y'all kind of added more isolation to get you some elbow touches and let you pass off the pinch post. But at what point did you stop caring what people thought? I I tell people, I don't know if it's true or not, I say when he made the decision to leave Oklahoma, that's when I knew he didn't care what people thought at that point. Yeah, I I never really cared what people thought. Um, I I just thought they were a part of this whole thing. Right, you know what I'm saying. I just, I just thought that um, I had to listen to that type of stuff because mm-hmm. that was just a, a part of the game. I just thought that was just a part of me playing it. Being an NBA was like listening to the media, talking to the media, figuring out what fans wanted, figuring out what you know they thought about my game. Just I was looking for. I was wanting to get better, and I wanted to figure this thing out so much that I, I was including everyone into my uh, my process of. Uh, my evolution as a player you know what I'm saying right. I think that was seeping in in the wrong ways because I was trying to please every single one of these those uh, areas of the game you know from maybe family to fans to media to front front office to my teammates to the train like everybody I was really trying to be the best for you know what I'm saying that right. was just stretching me too deep and too thin and you know I was I was playing for the wrong reasons you know what I'm saying? I was still playing well, but I wasn't playing the best that I could. I right. wasn't bringing my I wasn't bring myself up the best that I could could bring every single game. So I just snapped off, snapped out of that, and realized that I'm in a whole different space. I needed a whole different space to get out of that. That's why I went to Golden State and just cleared my mind and fell in line. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a guy that had to talk to the media every day or be the face or if something went went on, I had to make sure I had the comments ready or going to every, you know, um, community event and showing my face and just being a, just being a guy. I was like, man, let me just focus on my game. That's all I want. Let me blend in. And I see it. It's worked. It's worked out well for you. And I think Draymond hit it on the head. I was mad when you went to Golden State 
Not because of the Margo. decision you made. Hey, I told you to. I was mad because I felt like you didn't have to do that. But like you said before, it's the decision that's best for KD, not the decision that's best for CJ, not the decision that's best for your moms or your cousins or Thunder fans. And I respected it because I'm in the league and I understand what it's like. But people are mad from a competitive standpoint because you're you're good enough to carry. I'm not going to name a, a lower level team because people be mad. I don't at even. Me. I mean, I just never understood what carrying means. I think that people mean in a sense that y'all have. All-star caliber. Well, now y'all added Cuz. Y'all got four or five legit All-star players, and but before Cuz, this it's like let's not even before Cuz. Let's not even talk about Cuz. Let's talk about before Cuz. That team before Cuz. The team before Cuz. Okay, so the team before Cuz was this is HB had left. So it's Sean Livingston, you Clay, KD. But I'm saying go back to. I'm talking about when you're talking about carrying the team and your whole thing. Like, right. don't think about Cuz. No, tell me what carrying the team means. I think they people wanted it to be harder for you to win a championship. Uh, like you, harder, but we wanted to be easier as basketball players on the floor. Right. No, but, I, I agree with you because I'm here and I understand it now. But I'm saying from I equate it to a real life working situation where you work a nine to five, and Dre, Dre said it too. If you have a chance to work for a company with better employees, same pay, but you're gonna get more pay off the court because of the the market you're in. And you can evolve your game, so in a sense that you can evolve your your talents in the office. What you gonna do? People leave. People leave in Google. People leave in Microsoft. In the second, that everybody's happy for. Right, and it's like a congratulations type of situation. Or you leave ESPN or Fox and you go somewhere else and start your own company. It's applauded, but in the sports world, people envy it because it's like they don't want to. They only care about themselves, and at times they don't want to see people happy. And that's, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty sad to me. I mean, not in like a, I'm upset, but it's just like, I mean, that's what we're doing out here. I mean, that's the that's the flow of things out here. Is that, you know what I mean? This and, is America. Donald Glover said it. Like, that's, I'm a Browns fan, right? So I don't be tripping. Like, we lose every year and I get used to it. But this is our year. We're going to be good this year. I'm, I believe I'm that. Actually, I actually believe that. We're going to win at least seven games. I talked to the, the team I believe about that it. Too. But as a fan, sometimes, like you were a fan of football teams and mm-hmm. MLB teams, we have unrealistic expectations of the organization and mm-hmm. the players. Mm-hmm. So when when something happens, like Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon's like, that's my, I love Josh Gordon. So when he was going through his situation, I'm tweeting, I'm like, bro, please, please get yourself together because I care about you as an athlete because I'm an athlete and I need you to be ready to play for my Browns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get that. So for as a fan, it's unreal. We have unrealistic expectations, and I think like when Brian left and they was burning his jersey. Now they like putting notes on jerseys and, and like understanding that these are humans. Like we got to yeah. do what's best for us. Yeah, I mean it's just a uh, like I said. I get the criticism of the game, and I get the criticism of like uh, you know how players play and what they need to do to get better. But now it's just to the point where we really, we really feeling the entertainment side of, of sports now, and it's just getting to be a little too much. Because I mean, we understand that I understand that we're on TV and that is entertainment, but our game is like what happens on the court that cannot get on the court. It never gets on the basketball court, right. and if it does, it's all you gonna always see it fall down. You're never gonna see something like that rising do something special on the court but we continue to have that stuff swirling around the game and now it's seeping into the locker room it's seeping into the front office like and it's starting to seep into the like the 
the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Just right. players starting to hear this stuff. Players starting to like feel this stuff. You know what I mean? And just right. I don't know. For me, it's getting a little bit. It's getting to be too much, but. It should be a perfect balance of basketball and this stuff. Like, what are we talking about out here? Yeah, the entertainment aspect is is becoming bigger because that's how we that's how we eat. That's how you get more cheese. In a I sense get that, it. I get it. Like, like think about it. When you go Instagram Live or Facebook Live, how many people watch? Like a lot of people because yeah. they really care about they care about us as athletes, but they really want to know what is what is Katie doing when he ain't hooping? What is CJ doing when he not hooping? And that's the authentic part I like. I'm talking about the, just the, it's just, it's just so much like drama that goes up, goes into it. You know what I'm saying? That, right. that kind of drowns out the real part of it. Cause there's a lot of good stuff that goes on. Yeah. I just feel like it's all, we always searching for drama. My girl said it's like the bachelor, the bachelorette. It's like, where will LeBron go next? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Then they had the teams around it. Yeah. You got them helicopters droning in on them and, and, uh, and, Yes. All this footage of him getting off the plane, like man, leave this leave this man alone, man. It's it's a little OD, but it's OD. Before we get to our next segment, I want to introduce you to today's sponsor, Wolf and Shepherd. Now, this is a brand I'm incredibly excited about. One who's redefining what's possible in your dress shoes. If you know me, you know that when I'm off the court, I look nice. I carry myself in a proper manner. And when I'm on the court, I have to look my best to play my best. And it always starts with the shoes I'm wearing. That mentality doesn't end when I'm off the court. Whether I'm at an event, in a meeting, doing this podcast, I need to be feeling good and looking good in order to present the best version of myself. This is why Wolf & Shepherd is personally such an exciting brand to work with. They've made dress shoes with the athlete in mind, incorporating sneaker technology and innovation into an industry in need of an upgrade. This means using soft Italian leathers, memory foam cushioning, and lightweight materials that allow you to move around more easily and stay in the hustle mindset. Guys, I'm wearing a pair right now, and they are easily the most agile, comfortable dress shoes I've worn. I even had my boy Jordan ask about them. I might have to get KD a pair. And yes, they really, really look good. Now, a lot of shoe brands are going to say their dress shoes are comfortable. Well, these guys talk the talk and walk the walk, literally. Last year, they had a guy set a world record running a half marathon in dress shoes. He entered and won a race wearing dress shoes. Not kidding. These shoes aren't messing around, and neither will you once you get them on. Now, for my listeners, we're offering... 10% off their first purchase using the promo code PULLUP, one word, so you can see what I've already discovered. Now remember, go to wolfandshepherd.com and use the promo code PULLUP, one word, for 10% off your next purchase. I'll get back to the Oklahoma City question because I got to ask who you, who you first told that you was leaving, like the first person you told you was leaving, but... Um, who was the first person? Who was the first person you told you was leaving when you decided to go? Rich. Rich, who's second? My dad. He was there. Well, maybe it was. I told her it was like three of us in a circle. Oh, so y'all all in a room. You're yeah, like, this man. Is, this is yeah. what I'm gonna do. But well, actually, I told Rich on the side, and then we brought everybody together. I'm like, yo, this is what I want to do. And he was like, everybody was like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, so I'm it, sure, yeah, I'm sure. I was still like, man, I'm just, I've been in OKC for so long. I'm a mess. I'm gonna miss walking down the street to Deep Deuce Grill to get me my buffalo chicken sandwich. You know, I was just like thinking about all the stuff, just thinking about me growing up. And I'm like, man, I can't be, I can't let my emotions seep into it. And I was like, yeah, this is what I wanna be. This is what I wanna f 
take the next. I want to take the next step of my career here. And everybody was like, "Cool, <laughs> we rolling with you." Right, and that's how it should be. I think it's it's always important in in moments where you make a big decision that it's you making the decision, not mm-hmm. the people around. It's like going to college when I when I chose Lehigh. It was like my mom wanted me to go to Lehigh, my dad did, but it's like, do I want to go to Lehigh? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do, CJ? And it's like, I ain't never been to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so I'm like, is this what I'm going to do? But you know, everything works out for a reason. Yeah. So fast forward, we'll get back to those topics. And people want me to ask you about Russell Westbrook, so mm-hmm. I have to ask you about Russell at some point. Sure. But you win a championship. All right, you won the first one that summer. It's your first championship. Obviously, you had been in the finals before. How long do you wait to work out? Like, how long does it take you for, the, for you to think, all right, I need to go shoot some shots? Because you have to mix in the rest with the recovery and you got to travel. I think people don't understand that. We might play an eight-month season. I've been vacationing for a long time. Like I, <laughs> I told somebody, I told Iggy the other day, I said, y'all season's been over for like four weeks. I said, I done went to Europe. I done went to Mexico. I was in Europe while y'all was still playing. Got back, y'all was still playing. Yeah. So they don't understand the, the time frame of... Yeah. So look, kind of walk me through how long it takes you. And then the, the second time you win a championship, does, does your schedule change a little bit? You're like, all right, maybe I worked out too early last year and maybe I need more time to rest. Well, last year, I mean, I, I was moving around, like I said, that whole season, um, that summer, um, for the season. So I wanted to take some more time than usual. Uh, I mean, I usually take, like, most three weeks mm-hmm. since I've been in the league, like three weeks. And... <clears throat> I knew I had to take a little bit more time, so I waited I waited about a month and a half and started working out, but I would just start I would just start lift I just lifted for the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got to sweat off the court and then start putting in my my own court work. So um it was it was new. I didn't know how it felt coming into the year because I never tried that before. So I was a little nervous coming in. But, it, I mean, I felt great. I felt great. I had a good start. And, you know, kinda, and that, that kind of showed me the formula for the next year. So now I, I actually first workout was today. So it's been a month and a few, like a couple weeks. Uh, so you got week. your lift in, but you ain't put it on the ground. Why you ain't put your lift on the ground? I forgot. I didn't even know I had to. Well, I, I forgot I had to. My I bad. I had this post that says if you ain't posting about know, it, you ain't doing that. it. So if that. you don't put it on the gram, how, how we know you working out, bro? I don't, I, I don't know because my word ain't ain't that strong. No, so. it don't matter if you come in with better tools. If you didn't show us how you got to those tools, it never happened. That is true. It never happened. That is true. So I got you next time. Yeah, I need to see that so so I can steal. I be stealing people's workouts like Brian, like anybody that posts a workout. If I see something I like, I'm stealing it. So oh yeah, for why, sure. That's why I encourage y'all to post. So I can steal. <laughs> I'm stealing recovery oh, methods. Sure. I'm stealing ball All handling that. drills. If yeah. I like the floater, if I like the way you shot the floater off the right foot, I'm adding it. It's a true student. I'm adding it. So, speaking of students, YouTube. You do a lot on YouTube. You're watching high school constantly. Mm-hmm. How much YouTube do you watch a day? And then I need some Netflix shows, and then we'll get into some other topics. How much YouTube do you watch in a day? Oh, I go to YouTube for all my source of information, no matter what it is. I'm looking like, I'm, I'm on how-tos. I'm like learning how to... I'm trying to learn how to play the piano on on YouTube right now. Like I'm just I'm always on YouTube, so majority of my stuff comes from YouTube um, and Google. Uh, what was the second question? Second question was Netflix. You watching Netflix? Oh yeah, I when told I you watch, I was watching Handmade and Tales with my wife. I know. I heard about that one. That's crazy. I heard about Added that to the one. List. Uh, Netflix. What I watched? Uh, um, Wow Wow. Is it Wow Wow Country? Westworld? 
No, no, it was a documentary about these. Uh, is that in Oregon? Yeah, call in Oregon. What was it called? I forget the name of it. I watched it twice. Um, I, I for, heard about. I forget that. the name of it. I forget. His, I forget the name of it, but it's on Netflix. We'll fact check it and, and yeah. add it in there. I heard about that. And I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it was insane. It's insane. The handmade entails. So my girl put me. Yeah, on. Yeah, what is that about? So basically, there's a an issue that happens in the city to where the women can't have babies. Right, so they try to have babies, they can't. So they mm -hmm. kidnap, basically made all the women who are capable of having babies. They made them, they made the, their jobs fire them, and they go and start kidnapping women that already have kids that are capable of having babies. They kidnap them, they put them in like, uh, you know, put them in housing, put them in homes, whatever, and then they begin impregnating them. Like the men, the men end up you know, having sex with them. But it's weird because when they have sex with the with the woman, the wife is there holding her. So it's like they all three in the room. It's crazy. It's insane. And I was just watching, like, what the heck? And it's, like, popular. Like, a lot of people watch this show. I know. And you, you want to know what happens, so you keep watching. Then some issues end up happening on the side to where, like, women is trying to escape. Women is out here, you know, messing with, you know, because obviously you got maids, you got servants and stuff like that in the mm -hmm. house. So they out here, they yeah, out here really, yeah. they out here really wilding out at that point. But <laughs> yeah. it's interesting enough to where we on the road so much, you got to... Oh yeah, it you gotta, shows. You gotta yeah. find something to watch to kind of keep you entertained. Yeah. You go crazy watching ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah. Every day about you know you don't get the rumors, but I get the rumors about getting traded all the time. But you ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, I have not seen one. I have not seen you in one rumor. Cut right. the shit. I've been in rumors for like four years. <laughs> get out of here, yo. <laughs> all right, we go have like a fun segment. Then we get back to some serious stuff. So, oh, I gotta tell. I didn't tell the word about. How I beat you multiple times in shooting drills, so I had to, I had to put this on the record. Yo, know, I always shoot again. I always work out with you when I'm on my first day. Yeah, so Katie. So by the by the midway through, I don't even have no legs. I'm shooting shorties. He takes his he takes his break, and then we do a, we do a, a workout together. When I've been working out for 12 weeks, I'm fresh. I can play a game at this point. Are you tired, fatigued? And I get my win in. So I've gotten I've gotten two wins in, and he's got an MVP. So he can win MVP all he wants. He can get all the championships he wants, but he can't beat me in a shooting drill. Yo, in you his, like, in you his you first like beat workout. the hell out of me a couple times too. I was really upset. I know you I were couldn't sick. do nothing about it. I know you were sick, but I had to. I had to put that on record. So we'll have to do another shooting drill. But I will let you get like two months in. At this all point, right, it, it won't be until September before you know you caught up to where I'm working out at because we we done lost so long ago. Well, let's just shoot out in the games. <laughs> See, but it's not fair because you gotta, you gotta. But you can shoot more than me. Yeah, you gonna have to. No, but I, but you have to space it out more because you gotta share it with. I mean, certainly if it's against Shaw, I can, I can kind of go off the beaten path a little bit to play one on one if you want. <laughs> well, you already scored fifty on us once. So. Yeah, I did actually. We so, took the L though. Yeah, fifty and a loss. <laughs> but um, we'll have to, we'll have to do a shootout one time. Favorite cities to travel to? Because I need some new vacation spots. So let's go United States. Let's go arena like teams we play against, and then some places I need to go outside of the country. Well, obviously New York's LA's. That's the best. Uh, but Phoenix is my Phoenix is the one I love a lot. Katie to Phoenix? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah. Phoenix but is I, a nice I like city. Phoenix. Scottsdale areas though. Um, Miami. Denver. I, actually, I like Denver a lot. Super chills. Denver's a good city. Denver's a fun city. Favorite city to play in outside of Oklahoma City, uh, Golden State. Favorite arena? I like the Motor Center. The Motor Center? Yeah. It's just something about Portland when you get there. Right. It's just like super relaxed. 
And then when you go on y'all arena now, y'all got the y'all black it out in the stands now, yeah, right? It be going, yeah, it be yeah. going. Still. Y'all heard that free agents He said Portland No way Y'all had your chance <laughs> See, I'm not talking about you oh, bro right, I'm talking about other free agents man. My fault I had to throw that out there <laughs> uh, He said y'all had your chance That still my bad, hurts My bad yeah. It still hurts So Outside of the United States Countries Places uh, that you go Santorini, Hong Kong Love Hong Kong Hong, Hong Kong You been there? Nope I'm man. going next year It's not on the list this year It's amazing man It's like it's a mix between like it looks like LA, New York, Miami a little bit, Vegas. Right. <laughs> Still. Um, okay. Barcelona. Love Barcelona. going there. Oh, Mykonos is cool. I know you've been some places though. Where you been? I've been. Well, I go to Turkey every year because my brother's been in Istanbul the last oh, yeah. three I or like four Istanbul. years. You like it over there? Yeah, you used to go to Club Reina. They shut it down. That's where they did the, uh, the shooting. Yeah, the shooting in there, huh? So I've been there. I've been to Greece, Spain. I like Spain a lot. Spain is really nice. Um, Madrid, Barcelona. Did you you did South Africa last year, right? Yeah, South Africa was amazing. It's it's more Americanized though than I was in Ethiopia. Ethiopia is more like you're in Africa, to where you get to see like you go through certain villages. You get to see, you know exactly, exactly what it's like there. But Russ. Oh yeah. So I know you guys are. I don't know because I ain't. Both of y'all, but I know you guys are talking and, and things of that nature. I mean, it's, I wouldn't say talk. I mean, it's not y'all like... Y'all talk when y'all see each other. Yeah, it's all love. It's like not like... It's not like I'm just always... We always texting and like... Nah, y'all, not, just, y'all not FaceTiming each other randomly. No way. It's just like... Yeah, it's all love. It's all good. That's good. That's good. Because you never want to... want to see nobody. I mean, when you think about it, I mean... Really? It's like... Does it really matter? Well, I mean... It's, for us to be beefing over this... Right. Does it really matter? You know what I'm saying? So. I always say life's never that serious. Yeah, it's never. I mean. I haven't heard this yet, so I don't know what Jordan's going to say. But I'm about to press play. KD, I know that you've gotten really interested and really involved in startups. And I'm just wondering for you, what does that process look like? You know, who do you lean on as you go about making investments? And is it something that you really enjoy? Yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, it's fun learning and seeing um, what, the, what your money can do, first off, right. um, especially, you know, coming from where we come from and not being able to ever think about accessing this type of money. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, to be able to put it to something that you really enjoy, which is tech, um, you know, just learning about different ways that our world is evolving, man. It's just it's incredible. It's insane how many companies that are formed every day, right? And that try to assist us as humans. And so to be a part of that that process and kind of helping them grow um, is something I kind of fell in love with actually this last couple of years. So I'm still learning though. It's been fun. That's what's up, and I gotta I gotta get in. I know you I know you get to see everything earlier than everybody <laughs> else. So let me know how much I gotta pay to get the view the sheet for the potential investments. Man, you already know what it is. We told you this last year. I know, but I ain't had time to get out there, bro. I, but, I mean, you you traveling, I'm traveling. And then when you there, I'm gone. So I mean, you already told you how, what excuses. I mean, you don't supposed to say talk excuses to me when you really want to do something. <laughs> I'm here, bro. I flew, uh, exactly. I flew four hours and 50, 50, progress. 55 minutes. That was a long time for me, bro. Progress. Right, another question from Jordan. Shout out to Jordan. Jordan couldn't be here. Jordan's flying. He was at a wedding yesterday. He's 
really really upset he's not here so we're gonna have to do a sequel and put rich on here so we can we can really get the the insider sure. information on potential investments For and sure. the decision making process yeah because rich could tell you a little bit better than me <laughs> Hey, Kevin, this is Jordan. I'm wondering for you, how did you find out that DeMarcus was coming to the Warriors? And what kind of advice can you give Boogie as he himself starts to assimilate into a championship caliber roster with players that have obviously been together a long time that are comfortable with one another, but also as someone himself who is an elite player that doesn't want to be disruptive and wants to help the team achieve its goal of winning another championship? Uh, I found out about Boogie the day the day it happened, actually, uh Bob called me that morning, and um, and he was just like, "What do you think about Cuz?" I was like, "Man, stop playing! <laughs> Come on, man! I'm like, how are we gonna do that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how? He's like the you know the five million we got. He's like, man, all right." Stop playing, man. He's like, all right, for real. I'm serious. He wants to come. I'm like, okay, just let me know what happens later on. And so I went to the movies, and I I had my phone on me. So after that, it was done. After when I came out the movies, and I'm like, I cannot believe this just happened, bro. I could not believe it for like two days. I was saying that, and it's, I believe, cause is willing to go out there and be the best version himself but it's just going to be taken down just a little bit more not as many possessions as it was before right it may not be it may not be uh 25 13 and 5 but he won't be doing the same stuff it may just be for a quarter he might have to beat demarcus demarcus for a, cu- a quarter just like it may be for me sometimes or clay or stuff so i think everybody is just going to take it down a notch but still be who they are and it's going because we play a free-flowing offense anyway, and we run, and we set screens, random stuff. So the right. is ducking in on stuff. We're picking and rolling. And right. Offensive rebounds, I think you're going to see the, the all the skills and tools of DeMarcus outside of just being a dominant one-on-one score. Right. Now, I, you know how I felt, bro. I was hot. <laughs> I don't know if I was yeah. more mad than when you like, went to go. I think I was more mad. Why are you mad about this stuff? Bro, I'm in the league. What do you mean? Why am I mad about this? I mean, like, I'm in the Western Conference. I got to play you MFers all the time anyway as it is. Over and over again. We done got eliminated by y'all a few times in the first round. So I'm I mean, looking so at cuz. I mean, you know you you know you guys aren't going to win a championship. Bro, we have the the team. <laughs> we have the capabilities. Anything is possible. We can win a championship, bro. I mean, let's be honest. Bro, we can win a championship. Anything is possible. I just need to I need more. I mean, I like y'all. I like the two I like y'all too. You're the hardest stop, but I mean, come on. You, you can't be upset about this. Uh, I can be upset no. because Cuz was a free agent, which means he could have. This is the, this is why I was also why I was upset. He could have came to Portland. His agent and Nurk have the same agents, so I'm thinking, okay, you ain't gonna come to us, whatever. Why you gotta go there, Cuz? And I text him. <laughs> I was mad. I got on Twitter. Yo, get out your face. And I really yo. text Cuz. I'm like, Cuz, what's up, bro? Like why? Like what? what Yo, you're what, the first person why, I see. Why did this happen? Who says, um, I was crying on Twitter. When you seen that? No, people thought I was playing. When I was real text cousin. No, talked, that was funny. We hashed it out. I needed to know what was going on. I wanted to know why. You want him to come to Portland, bro? I think that anything is possible. Bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You trying to get me in trouble? I'm happy with Nurk. Nurk's a great big <laughs> okay. man for us. Nurk's playing well. I mean, you did just say on the airwaves. I mean, you might cut it out, but that you just said that you want. He should have came to Portland. So you ain't want Nurk. Of course I want there. Okay. But you rather we than Marcus. We could have had both of them. 
Y'all not getting both. Y'all only paid him five million. We had twelve. We had twelve to fifteen million in, in cap space. We couldn't have both of them. Like because it's hurt anyway right now. So here's what I was thinking. Since we on the airways, I'm thinking. Bad. We signed Cuz for the minimum since he wanted to take the minimum to go to y'all. We signed him for five million. He can't play till December, January anyway. So we riding with Nerd. Then Cuz come back and we got the one two punch just like the New Orleans had with AD and Boogie. Except it's Nerd and Cuz. And what about y'all two? Y'all gonna be pissed. Y'all ain't gonna be able to shoot them deep ass threes and, and dribble, dribble eight times before you get your shot off. No way it's happening. Y'all it ain't gonna be no. It's, it's gotta have a nice yin and yang, bro. It's gonna be too much of one thing. With y'all if, if. So stop that <laughs> So what do you suggest? I suggest you just Just keep playing man And don't worry about What goes on at the top of things <laughs> We right there At the top of things We was a third Relax. seed last year Bro we was right there We was just slightly below One and two But how'd you play? Some unfortunate situations Happened in the first round How'd you play? Some unfortunate circumstances Like happened. an eight seed <laughs> we did not play like an eight seed That's that's you know I'm only saying this because you be shooting little shots at the Warriors and all that at me all the time. So this is my time to throw a little jab at you. It's okay, man. You and Dame. That's all right. I can accept. But I've been talking shit about me for two years, bro. I tell you the same stuff I tweet is the same stuff I say to your face, and that's what I tell. And that's why I like you. I'm just saying I can I can say a little something back. I can take it, bro. I I know. So I mean, yeah. I ain't tripping, but I didn't do the wine segment. So cue the wine music. We sitting here right now. We set the stage. We're in New York City. We're going to have a, a part two of the part one. And then we're going to have a sequel with Rich, Jordan, KD, myself. But we're looking at right now, we're looking at some Pinot from the Willamette Valley. Domain Serene, Yamhill, Cuvée. You know, it's got the hash over the E, so it's Cuvée 2015. Then we got the Aspect. I brought the, the Magnum bottle, but Buddy ain't even drank none of it yet. So I told him I'm taking it home. I'm not playing none of those games. Yeah, not tell you, that's mine, bro. You promised me. You came. You asked me to do the pod, and I was like, "Yo, give me, bring me three bottles of wine. There's only two here, but I'm trusting that you're gonna bring me another." The third one, one is coming through Vivino. I told you, I gotta order it. You relax. said you wanted something special. I know this is a new hobby, and you want to drink the wine as soon as you get it. But relax, I gotta let that thing sit for a second. I'm chilling. <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. And you can only get this stuff on the pod. Feel free to subscribe to at Pull Up Pod on Insta, Twitter, all the social media outlets available. Um, you can follow me at CJ McCollum on Twitter, at 3J McCollum on Instagram, and Snap is at CJM313. What's your social media? Bro, I'm not giving you my social like I'm a... Bro, not just, not just Snap, bro. Your Instagram. Bro, I'm not trying to promote myself like that. Bro, promote yourself, bro. You might get five followers out of this, bro. <laughs> you might get five new followers, bro. Bro, you sound like an <laughs> Instagram salesman just now, bro. Relax. Everybody know your handles, bro. But they don't know. In case they don't, <laughs> now they do. Now they don't. 